Hey friends, it's Pat Canone here with my episode five, Lend Me Your Ear. I am so excited today. I have the premier Chicagoland appraiser with me and radio show host, Randy Barcella. Randy, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here with the legend himself, top 1% of mortgage uh, consultants for Loan Depot in the US. Oh, thank you. Too kind, Randy, too kind. Uh, I've been waiting for this moment. Uh, I've asked Randy to uh, join me because I get so many questions from our realtor community as well as from the consumer on what they should do and what to expect with an appraisal. And I thought, who best to bring on board but Randy Barcella, my friend. Um, I've been uh, on the radio program with Randy now the better part of three years. Wow. We have fun every single Sunday morning. So folks, if you're not tuning in every Sunday at 8 a.m., on AM560, the Real Estate Revealed radio show program. What we do is dispel the myths surrounding real estate, anything real estate, everything uh, from lending to uh, we have financial planners on the program, uh, realtor partners from throughout uh, the Chicagoland area, among other types of uh, guests. Uh, um, so please join us on a weekly basis. So Randy, again, the number one question I get asked, especially from uh, uh, the consumers is, what do I do to prep for an appraisal? What do, what do I expect well, when you come out? It's a good out? question because many people don't get an appraisal done except maybe once every 10 years if they do a refinance or right. if they move once every 15 years. And so um, when I call you, you're probably doing a refinance and, uh, and I'll call you, say, hey, I'm going to come out and do the appraisal. What's a good time of day for you? And uh, I'm not a home inspector. So the home inspectors take about two to three hours. An appraiser probably takes about 20, 25 minutes tops to go through your home. And what I do is I walk through the home. We don't move anything. We don't take anything apart. We don't move furniture. Uh, we simply see that the house uh, is at least safe, sound, and sanitary, really, and it's livable. And so uh, I'm going to measure the house. And if it's a one-story home, the length and width of your home, that's the square footage. If it's a two-story home, typically the measurements on the second floor are similar to the first floor. And I take pictures of all the rooms. So I would say, uh, but and then also, if you're moving, you're, you're going to have a lot of boxes everywhere, too. So don't worry about that. I, I, you know, everything's is is taken into consideration. But there's really not much to do other than try to have the house uncluttered. Um, don't worry. I've had people say, hey, Randy, don't come out for a little while because I have to clean the house. I have to get it ready for you. Don't. Because I appraise your house as if it's vacant anyway. So don't worry about cleaning your house. I don't care if there's dishes there or there's clothes on the floor in the bedroom. It doesn't matter. Because uh, I appraise your house as if it's vacant, uh, typically. And so don't worry about it. But what you could do is um, have your plat of survey out. You got the plat of survey when you closed on the house. It's with the title papers because it has on the legal description on there. And it's got the lot size on there and the exterior dimensions of your home. So if you have a copy of your old plat of survey, like I said, that'd be very handy because I could take the measurements off there. Uh, for the lot, the legal description I have to put in the um, appraisal. And if it's new construction, maybe the builder gave you the blueprints. And that's even better because the blueprints have the first floor, second floor, and basement dimensions. And sometimes there's even a, a third floor on the property. And so uh, also tax ID, your tax PIN number, your property identification number, have that out for me because it may not be correct on Cook County records or Will County, whatever your county records are. and Sometimes there's double lots and you have two tax PIN numbers. So have the uh, one or two tax PIN numbers. And also 
if you have a condo, typically the high-rise condos and you bought a garage space, that is a second PIN number. So you want to have that too, the tax PIN numbers. And what's your current property taxes? Um, because that's a section on the first page of the appraisal that I have to fill out also. Um, and also give me um, a list of all the things you've done that house. Yeah. Maybe you finished the basement. Maybe you put on a three-season room in the back of your home. Uh, and a lot of people are reluctant to give me this information because they think I'm going to share it with county record, the, the, the counties, and the county is going to come back and tax you more. That's not true. Nobody sees this appraisal except you, me, and the mortgage company. And uh, so there's a lot of things that you've done that I may not really realize once I'm in the house. So give me a, a list of everything you've done uh, to improve your home. Um, and that's really a, a helpful to me as an appraiser. And maybe you've noticed that there were a couple of for sale by owners in the neighborhood that I don't know about. And you have one of these unique houses. Maybe it's a higher end home. Uh, give me that information because I pretty much most of all the sales, the majority, I would say 95 to 99 percent of all the sales I get and they're pretty accurate is in the MLS multiple listing service. But if you've got a house that's pretty unique and there's not many sales in your neighborhood and you heard about it for sale by owner, I can go on the public records and look that up, too. Um, and that'll help uh, quite a bit. And um, if you've got any pets. Um, try to take the pet for a walk. I, I know I love pets, too. But I'm coming in your house sometimes with a mask, sometimes with a, a, a camera, with a flash. I've got a clipboard. i got a pen. I've got a measuring device, a laser measuring device. This may startle your pets. And, and so you don't want any trouble with the dogs biting me or any appraiser that's coming in your home. Uh, let them out in the backyard or take them for a walk or put them in a cage. And a lot of people have that to be safe. And like I said, I have to go into all the rooms and take pictures of all your rooms. I know it's, it's, you think it's an invasion of your privacy, but this is confidential. I can't share these photos with the public at all. I see the photos, you see the photos, and the underwriters at the mortgage company see the photos. So I am going to take pictures of all the bedrooms and the bathrooms and the basement and uh, crawl space maybe. So, you know, that's just what the appraiser has to do. Great, Randy. Uh, thanks. I appreciate that thorough uh analysis of uh, what to expect within the appraisal. Uh, the other question I get uh, often, uh, and because I share with my realtor partners, hey, you know, convey some of this information to an appraiser, but no, Pat, I can't talk to the appraiser. Can you dispel that myth for yeah, us once and for all? Okay. The Dodd-Frank bill that passed, I think it was 2011. That's after the crash of real estate that happened 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12. Well, uh, evidently nobody from Wall Street or the, or the Fannie or Freddie or the mortgage bankers, nobody went to jail over this 10-year uh, unbelievable increase in value and money and commissions and whatnot. So the government said that the appraisers were most of the reason why this happened, the crash in real estate. We all know it, it, it didn't. Uh, but they decided we're not going to have the appraisers work for themselves anymore. So we're going to have you all on a roster, on a list. So all of, let's say there's 100 appraisers in Northern Illinois. Most of the mortgage companies always use the top 10 or 20 appraisers because everything's going to go fine. But the government says, no, we're going to rotate. So the bottom 100th appraiser, the top uh, gets as, as much business as the really good, successful, knowledgeable, uh, great service appraisers do. So over half of the appraisals are coming in the last 10 years, 12 years incorrectly because the bottom half and the bottom third and the bottom 25% get the same amount of business as your top 10 or 15 appraisers. So there's a rotation. But they said 
part of that bill says you cannot give more than 33 and a third percent of appraisals mm -hmm. to one appraiser anymore. So I'm on a rotation with, let's say, Pat's office has 10 appraisers. I get an appraisal every 10th uh, loan, uh, mortgage loan that is made. But the only thing that's really important in that is that we are not allowed to talk about value. You can't because right. they think you're trying to steer the appraiser into, hey, I, want, I hope you go out to my house and appraise it for 500000 even though it's only worth four fifty. That, that, that's not that's not right at all. And it's, and it's a violation of use path and all appraisal practices at, at, at all altogether. So if his processor has some questions about the appraisal or Pat, the loan officer himself has questions about the appraisal process, we can talk to the to the loan officer and the processor. We just cannot talk about value. And with a real estate broker, I've heard that, oh, Randy, you're talking to me. I said, yeah, why not? Well, there's been some real estate brokers that the appraiser shows up and they say, oh, no, we can't talk to you. But in the, in the real estate broker, it's their listing. So they hand over a bunch of comparable sales for me and information about the neighborhood because they've been selling right. in this neighborhood for 25, 30 years and they know it better than me. Some appraiser says, hold off. I can't take your information. I don't I can't talk. That's wrong. These appraisers who are doing that need to go back to continuing education, because if I show up to a property listing. And you show me the real estate broker says, Randy, I've got a copy of the Platus survey. Oh my gosh, I love you now. But you also gave me closed sales and some of them I didn't have right. when I researched it. And they have other listings that I didn't know about either. Sure. So it helps me a lot. So or the uh, for sale by owners right. that you mentioned so earlier. An appraiser should always take the information from the real estate broker. It's their listing. They know the neighborhood better than. And so you, you know what it does? It helps me as an appraiser write up a more thorough, complete report, and it'll save me a lot of time in my research process. Fantastic. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. So, Randy, uh, another uh, concern that uh, a lot of our real estate partners have, and, and quite frankly, even some of the consumers uh, surround FHA, whether they're buying or selling, and uh, especially this uh, fear of an FHA appraisal. Can you put that oh to bed at, once and for all okay. as well, Randy? There's urban myth out there for 25, 26 years now. Oh my gosh, you're the FHA guy, or you're the VA appraiser, or you're the FHA inspector. Oh, this is conventional. It's yes, it is. The appraisals, all three appraisals, FHA, VA, and conventional, they're done on the same form. And they have very similar guidelines. And Basically, no matter if it's FHA, VA, or conventional, your house has to be in at least average condition, livable, all the utilities on in good working order, and uh, it's in at least average condition. So people say, I call real estate brokers forever now, uh, even in the last, this year, this summer. I'm coming out to do the appraisal. Oh, Randy, hold off. You're the FHA guy. We got to get ready for you. I says, oh, really? What is that? Well, you know, Randy, you've got to... Uh, have smoke alarms on all the levels of the house and carbon monoxide levels. And I said, no, that's the state law. As a matter of fact, uh, the state FHA forbids us as appraisers to enforcing that state law with carbon monoxide and smoke alarms because they think we're now putting our position, putting ourselves in a position of enforcing state laws. We can't do that as appraisers and there's no, we can't be liable for that. Well, you know, Randy, we also heard that you have to have GFCI outlets in the kitchen and bathrooms. No, that's not an FHA rule. Oh, you know, Randy, you have to have um, gutters and downspouts and fascia and soffit a certain length. You've got to have screens on the windows and screens 
I mean, they just go on and on with this list of the things because it's urban myth. Well, in the Sheraton and Lyle, the FHA came out here 26 years ago and I was at the meeting. There was like 450 people there. Lenders, underwriters, appraisers, attorneys, um, loan officers. And FHA came into town 26 years ago and they said, we are no longer in the calling for repair business because they were prior to 26 years ago. They had a valuation condition checklist. They called it a VC sheet where the appraiser had a call for a bunch of repairs that were you know, required by FHA. But the last 26 years, there are none. There is no there is no FHA inspector that comes out to your house. There is no VA inspector that comes out to your house. There's an appraiser that comes out that's qualified and is on the approved appraiser list of FHA VA to come out and do the appraisal on your home. But the urban myth is that, oh my God, hold off. I don't want to go FHA at all because there's an FHA inspector that's going to come out and call for a lot of repairs. There is no FHA inspector. The FHA does not call for repairs. Um, Here's where I will call for repairs. I walk in the home, and in fact, I did this last summer. There was anywhere, probably hundreds and hundreds of black dots in one of the bedrooms, anywhere from an inch to eight, 10 inches wide, and it looked like mold. I don't know if it's mold, and nobody could tell you if it's mold, but unless you have it tested. So I took a picture. Then I go into the kitchen, and there was no faucet on the sink. That has to be there. The water was not on. I go into the utility room in the back of the house. It was a one-story home, no basement. Uh, the hot water tank was leaking and there was no furnace. And I wrote the appraisal up, uh, subject two, uh, and then they came back, uh, hey, we're not gonna go FHA anymore. We're gonna go conventional. So take all these repairs off. See, it doesn't matter if your house is FHA, VA, or conventional. Fannie Mae from conventional says your house has to be in at least average condition, livable, all utilities on, and there's no health and safety concerns. And FHA said the same thing. If your home comp complies with all local building and zoning codes, and it's at least average condition and livable, and there's no health and safety concerns, then go ahead. If I walk in the basement, it's a flooded basement. Yeah, that's a big deal. If Conventional walk, or not. Right. Yep. Or FHA, right. So if I go up to the, I, I, I see the shingles on the roof curling and some are missing. So I go up to the second floor of the home and the tiles or the drywall on the ceiling, they're brown and yellow. It looks like a leaking roof to me. Uh, and so let's say there's a peeling paint. This is a big one. You have to remedy and uh, get rid of the peeling paint if, if your house was built before 1978. Because lead-based paint, lead paint poisoning is very serious. And if it is an older home, you must scrape, sand, vacuum all the dust out, um, and then repaint. And this is this has to be done by a professional. That's pretty serious. You have to do it. Um, and a lot of people were thinking years ago that, uh-oh, kids were dying of lead-based pain poisoning. And I'm sure they did. There's a lot of documentation that this happened. But the rumor is they're eating the chips. I doubt that has happened. I've heard from professionals and experts in the fields that once they're sanding and scraping the lead-based paint off of the windows, the dust gets on the floor and your little kid is crawling around and then they lick their fingers and that's but that's very serious however i've had a, a mortgage company this past summer randy go out and do the compliance inspection on the repairs that were called for and i said what was it they said it was a shed i said really the, the appraiser who's no longer with the mortgage company said to scrape and scrape the shed prime the shed then paint the shed and i said that's not an fhav or a conventional uh 
health or safety concern at all. It was only a five-year-old shed. You see, after 1978 till now, presently in 2022, you can't buy lead-based paint. They cannot even manufacture lead-based paint. So there's a lot of uh, appraisers calling for a lot of repairs um, and that, that they shouldn't do. You know, so if, if you're concerned about whether the, uh, the appraiser called for repairs that are legitimate, ask them to copy and paste the sentences in the HUD handbook. It's a HUD guideline. It's called 4000.1, the FHA HUD guideline handbook. So if they could copy and paste the sentences that you have to do that, and that's a violation, then by all means, you have to do it. But a lot of appraisers are calling for repairs that are no longer required by FHA or HUD. And I heard that because a lot of appraisers work for appraisal management companies, let's say, okay, VA appraisals are $550. FHA appraisals are typically $475. Um, And so appraisal management companies are only paying the appraisers approximately $300, $325, sometimes $350, and they're pocketing the other $200. So I think I've heard that the appraisers sometimes want to get a $125 reinspection fee. So they call for repairs that are no longer called for, but it sounds like they're, you know, it's urban myth where the repairs come from. And so they typically they get away with it and the underwriter doesn't call the appraiser out on it. And so it's really important to note. And and what another thing that's really a shame about this process with FHA is, oh, I'm not going FHA because I'm not dealing with those FHA people. Right. Time out, everybody. That's pretty prejudiced. They're not an FHA people. They just decided they want to get an FHA mortgage because it's three and a half percent down and they're on a budget. And the VA is no money down. They're not those VA people. They're veterans. They fought for us. They could buy a house with no money down. Exactly. So whether you're FHA, VA or conventional, the same rules apply. And and, and I know this. And so I'm just trying to, you know, if you need any more information about this, I do homebuyer seminars. I do mortgage company seminars. I do real estate brokers office seminars and I can come to your office, give you updates on FHA so you can relax, calm down. And because with the, even with the market going the way it is with the rates going higher, you could still get in with an FHA three and a half percent down and lower credit scores typically. So uh, my cell phone is 708-870-9400. My cell 708-870-9400 and text me or call me. I'd be happy to come out to your office and go over this. But when you're putting your house up for sale, you want all buyers there. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. Uh, and I've seen that over and over again. And it's quite unfortunate, especially with condominiums as well. Um, and, uh, you know, Randy, uh, Randy has come to bat for me on many occasions with regards to his uh, overall knowledge about FHA uh, appraisals. And, and uh, he's helped me dissuade an uh, underwriter after taking a look at certain situations. There was a situation that I uh, perfectly recall in reference to a handrail down into a, uh, a lower level, not a, a full blown basement that we were able to get that excuse. So uh, yeah, Randy is so knowledgeable about uh, the needs and wants with regards to all aspects of, uh, of appraisals. Now I'm going to do a little bit of a shift, Randy. Oh, wait uh, a minute. I want to, I want to add something in there. Sure. That this may help you. Yeah. Okay. People are asking me, Randy, I'm not buying right now because the rates are no longer in the threes, they're in the sixes. I'm gonna wait a couple of years. Well, I'm an appraiser. So this is not like the crash of 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, where property values were crashing for five years. You bought a house back in 2007 or uh, 2006 or five, let's say you bought it for 500,000 and it went crash down to 300,000 over four, three, four years or whatnot. Right. Okay, I'm letting you know everybody, property values are still going up. 
if you wait now, because the rates are high, to buy that house that you want to buy that's being sold right now for four hundred thousand, in two or three years that house is going to be worth five hundred, five hundred fifty thousand. So I recommend buy the house now if that's where you want to live and that's the house you want to buy, and you get the going rate of in the sixes. I don't know exactly where they're at, but then rates always are going to go back down. This is how it's always been in the, in the past. In, in history of buying and selling and mortgages. So in a couple of years, when you see the rates go back down to five or four and a half, refinance with Pat Canone. But property values are going up. Don't wait till next year or the year after or the year after. The, the, it'll be too late. You're going to pay more for the house in two to three years than you would now. Uh, uh, thanks. Point well taken, Randy. And I'm trying to educate consumers as well that uh, the math bears this out. The, yes, interest rates are much higher than they were just as little as 10, 12 months ago. However, if you find that perfect home, now's the time to take advantage of that. Um, I share this uh, uh, quite often. My first mortgage rate was at 12%, not because of bad credit, but that's because what the prevailing rates were back then. And uh, sequentially, I was able to refinance, refinance, refinance to a, a rate below 3%. While Randy indicated, you know, property values are still increasing. Why? There's still a general shortage of housing out there. Um, uh, the, there's a large pool of uh, consumers out there, the millennial uh, population and Gen Xers that are joining and wanting to establish households. And the available housing stock is basically static. Uh, we're not uh, at a level where we're at a balanced market just yet. Some areas, yes, but here we're still finding, especially in the Western suburbs, a general huge demand for housing, which means that property values will continue to increase. And, and don't forget, those 3% days, that was in a fluke yeah. one, once in a lifetime going on because guess what? We had a three-year lockdown of COVID and the economy went crazy and the unemployment went high. So yeah, that's happened. But you know, the three years of COVID are pretty much over now. Yeah. And uh, we think we're going right, right back to the normal phase of health in the United States of flu and viruses going forward. So, but yeah, uh, 6% range has always been a really good appealing affordable uh Rate. Well, those were the ranges that uh, our parents' generation paid for mortgages back in the day. So uh, thank you uh, for uh, for sharing that with us, uh, Randy. All right. So, what are you going to ask me now? <laughs> I want to ask you how you got me. started. You didn't in, tell me, everybody. How so. did you get started in the radio, in the radio biz, uh, Randy? Oh, okay. Uh, 17 years ago, I was asked to be a guest on a talk show on 105.9 WCKG. Ah, Before it was news talk. Okay. And it was in the Prudential building on Michigan yeah. Avenue and uh, Randolph there. And I was a guest twice in two months and I advertised on the show for a few months. That show eventually broke up uh, about a year later and the co-host, main co-host, there was three of them said, Hey, Randy, I want you to be uh, my co-host moving forward. I said, I don't know a thing about radio. And he says, no, but I've seen you do homebuyer seminars. And uh, you know everything about real estate, and you're the best dressed appraiser I know. I says, oh my gosh, that goes for, without oh saying. So, Absolutely. Um, I we did a couple of years on a couple of other AM stations, three other AM stations, and then the big station AM five sixty WIND. Now it's AM five sixty The Answer. Uh, contacted me, and boy, my life has changed in the last um, 16, 15 years now. My goodness, yeah. wow. And uh, Randy, uh, my, I, and my life is also the show has also changed in a great way in the last. Uh, four years because I've got the great one here, Pat Canone on oh, the show. Thank you. I appreciate that, Randy. It's been fun. It's been a fun journey because much like Randy, uh, you know, I, I was invited to be on as a co-host uh, and I said the same thing. I've never done radio, uh, but Randy put me at ease and uh, it's just, 
we just have a blast. Uh, and now he's on Agent Magazine. He's really famous now. <laughs> I can't ever get him to go to lunch with me. Oh, Randy, I'm so busy. I'm famous and very successful. No, no. <laughs> I appreciate that, Randy. Uh, so now the Real Estate Revealed uh, show is one of the longest, if not the longest running. Um, weekend show. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. 15 years now. Uh, realestatereveal.com is the website. Real Estate Revealed, R-E-V as in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com. And you can click on uh, yeah. Pat Canone's photo. It takes you to his website, his biography, testimonies, email addresses. Um, and then on Facebook are videos of everybody. We do Facebook live videos in the studio. So on Facebook, Real Estate Revealed, you can check out all the videos too. Fantastic. And uh, so Randy, you're a very fit guy. What do you do? What do you enjoy uh, outside of work? I mean, you, you talk about busy. You've got well, the radio gig, your uh, appraisals, you're doing seminars, you're doing recording videos. Uh, what do you do I jumped beyond in, that for fun? I jumped into the health club scene back when they first started. I think it was 1980. It was uh, Chicago Health Clubs, which turned into Valleys, right? And so, boy, it was exciting to work out and to get nutrition and vitamin supplements and shakes and all this good. So I've been working out three days a week at least for, I don't know, 38 years? Great. Uh, at least. And so I... I um. I mix it up. I'll lift weights one day a week. I would go to the stairs uh, in Swallow Cliff in Palos Park, Illinois, in the woods. It's 125 stairs up and 125 down. There's also outdoor tracks all over, whether it's along Lakeshore Drive from Navy Pier north to Belmont Harbor or in the suburbs. There's uh, some really great five-mile trails everywhere, walk, jog. Um, I like the outdoor workouts. It's therapeutic. And so, uh, uh, yeah, lift. and I like to swim uh, the, in the last... Um, I'd say the, yeah, the last couple of years I've been swimming more than a couple indoor uh, uh, pools at uh, Orland Park uh, where I'm at. And so swimming and then I love golf. So I'm active all the time. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm yeah. active. I'm athletic. I love to be out there um, working out and it just feels good. Speaking of Orland Park, uh, I, this, I wasn't prepared to ask this, but uh, uh, you're in the uh, chamber as well, right? Yeah. The last three years, um, I am now the director of Orland Park Chamber of Commerce. And it's really exciting. I get to work with all the local businesses. There's other uh, directors and ambassadors of the Orland Park Chamber of Commerce. And we're all there to help uh, the businesses around the suburbs there. Um, I get to work with the mayor, uh, participate in a lot of great things because the Orland Park Chamber is helping businesses and the mayor and uh, his organization. They're helping um, all the communities, whether it's business or um, residential and uh, moms and dads and kids. And so it's just exciting. I, I love being active. So, yeah, you're right. I've got the radio show on the weekend. I'm a real estate appraiser um, six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Wow. I'm also a real estate broker, just part time. Um, and the Chamber of Commerce now, three years. So it's exciting. I this like is it. why it's taken me forever to get you as a guest here on my <laughs> show, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, well, right. we, uh, <laughs> we got to do it weeks in advance. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for uh, for doing this with me, uh, Randy. So uh, uh, Randy has shared with me a lot of uh, little fun facts. Oh, no. What's about, coming up now? Right. He, he has no, not, we haven't yeah. rehearsed this, everybody. So no. I don't know he's going to ask nothing. So Randy is loves to dance. <laughs> Randy, can you share with us, the audience oh here, gosh. not only uh, your basically your dancing prowess and uh, uh, that you've appeared on television? Okay, in the 80s, I was a professional. Uh, we competed in a lot of co competitions, uh, me and my dance partner. And so uh, it was disco, it was adagio, it was ballroom, it was Latin, it was hip hop, it was freestyle. And we won a lot of dance contests all over uh, in the Chicagoland area. And I remember we had some of the finals at Ditka's and at Great America and uh, White Sox Park at the time. And so we were one of the couples from Chicago 
uh, to represent Chicago on the program Dance Fever back in the day. I remember Dance and Fever. So, uh, yeah, I, um, my mom was a dancer. My dad danced. Oh, I mean, I just love dancing, and it's just exciting. Uh, and what's been really good about um, since the Dance Fever program, you know the last 24 years now, it's Dancing with the Stars. See, back in the day, it was not cool to be to dance. Right. All the girls dance with the dance with the girls, and the guys stand on the sidelines. But uh, for the last, I think it's 24 years now that um, Dancing with the Stars is on. So it's cool to dance. Whether you're good or bad, it doesn't matter. Dancing is fun. And to those of you who listen in, and I hope you do listen in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., a.m. 560 Real Estate Revealed program, Randy does indeed dance during the middle of the segment. So if you folks who listen in say, oh, yeah, he's not really, he is dancing. We uh, try to have some fun music in between. Uh, some of the ladies do dance uh, uh, as well. And uh, I just nod my head every once in a while. So you know. get, if you want to see the dance videos, get up on the website, uh, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V is in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com. On the upper right-hand corner of the website, it says photo gallery. And it does have photos, maybe 100 photos of everybody from yeah. the past couple of years. But it also has three videos. And one of my, you know, one of the three videos went viral on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, uh, the dance <laughs> videos are there. <laughs> Randy, uh, you know, it's been so fun. And where is this time gone? Uh, I, I Again, I genuinely appreciate you taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to uh, join me. Um, I, I've been so excited and waiting to do this uh, program. In fact, I was thinking about changing the name of the program uh, uh, between a, an orchid uh, in reference to uh, uh, Zach uh, Galifianakis uh, between two ferns, but I thought better of it. Let's just keep it. Lend me your ear with Pat Canone. It's um, it's a pleasure, and I, I'm it's a, it's a pleasure to work with a fellow paisan. And yeah, uh, I'm excited to have short, you know, shared this moment with you and your audience here. And uh, yeah, it's an honor and privilege to be with you, Pat Canone. Uh, thank thank you, you, Randy. Once again, Randy, how can folks get a hold of you for your amazing knowledge about uh, real estate and or yeah. if they want to join you on the, the radio show as well. Yeah, we've got openings on the show right now. Are you an insurance agent or maybe you're a real estate broker in the suburbs or maybe you're a moving company? Maybe you're a mold remediation company. Maybe you are uh, one of the trades uh, in HVAC or whatnot. Um, and so we've got openings on the show. And uh, right now, call me 708-870-9400. 708-870-9400. That's myself or the website for the radio show is realestatereveal.com. R-E-V is in Victor, E-A-L-E-D.com. My email is on there. It's my name, Randy Barcella at AOL.com. But certainly my cell phone is the easiest, 708-870-9400. If you want to take your career to new levels and you have anything to do with the real estate industry or you're a builder, remodeler, anything that I just mentioned, um, I've got an opening for you because uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V on LinkedIn, one of the top marketing guys in the United States. He said, if you're not doing videos and podcasts now, you're not in business anymore. And that's what we have for the show here. And Pat Canone, I, he not only does videos for the radio station show, that is his show, he's got videos going on every other day. I really love it. And that's what separates him from a lot of loan officers. So yeah, call me and I'm happy to help you take your business to new levels. And we've got a really big, happy family we do. Uh, at AM560 on the Real Estate Reveal Radio Show. And thanks again for letting me on your show. My pleasure, Randy. Thanks again, folks. So tune in. Uh, lend me your ear. This is, again, is episode five. We are available on all major uh, podcast platforms, uh, including Spotify and Pandora and iHeartRadio. So uh, please tune in. Uh, and uh, thanks again for tuning in and joining us today. Thank you.